0: And this is Adrienne Rankin. We're going to dive right in today and talk about an audience of one. How do we live from a place where our focus is not on the crowd, but on our Father God? And most strategically, how you can use your own fears and failures as tools to help us get there. First, let me tell you a story. Some time ago, I was at an event where I saw someone that I hadn't seen in some time. A very difficult and painfully public exposure had happened in this person's life. And this was one of the very first times that we had seen each other since everything had become known. With the difficult turns and failures in life, probably all of us can relate to being on either side of that conversation. And there's this moment of just not knowing what will hurt and what will help. Maybe you've had that fear of seeing someone in the grocery store that you didn't expect. Do I hide behind the frozen food section? Can I open a frosted door? Can I dart around another aisle and avoid being seen? Or maybe even backing away slowly in the mall as you come into a store and there is an interaction you just aren't ready to handle. Often the emotion emotion driving this is a a feeling of shame. Theirs, ours, whosevers, but shame. The dictionary describes shame as the painful feeling arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous, done by oneself or another. As I looked at my friend that day, conscious of something that was hanging between us, I felt the Lord say something that I will never forget. He whispered, shame is a hat. A hat? A hat. Shame is a hat. Uh Lord, what does that mean? And as quickly as I asked the question, an explanation came. It was like in a nanosecond, I understood the picture that if someone is wearing a hat, especially if it's a big one, it is usually the first thing someone will see when looking at a person wearing it. But the Lord said, it's just a hat. And a hat can be taken off or changed. And I can do that very easily. And with that, the space just between us changed and I saw my friend without that something and we hugged. I continued to think about this. Shame is a hat. Shame is a hat. And in my prayer time one day I began to wonder, why was it customary to take off one's hat when coming into church or sitting down for dinner? How did that start? A little research led me to this historical explanation. A soldier, A knight, for example, when coming into the presence of the king would remove his or her helmet. So picture Joan of Arc here. This was a sign of vulnerability before one's king. And there it was. Isaiah 54, in living color. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame. And do not feel humiliated for you will not be disgraced. But you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more. It is the safety we can have in the presence of our King to bring our vulnerability without fear, for He will never shame us. So today, Because of the safety of the privacy of this recording, we are going to take some time in a led prayer where you can remove your hat or helmet before the king. And we can be vulnerable privately together. We are going to follow a three-part prayer focusing on our head, hands, and heart. And I encourage you to get into a quiet, more private space if you can. It's okay if you're listening with a few others, maybe, maybe simply spread out or get into a comfortable place, even lay down if you're, if you're able to do so, and close your eyes. If you need to pause the recording so that you can make some of those adjustments, feel free and then just come back to this place. So as we open up in prayer Father God we come before you we enter into your throne room as a knight would come in before the king and I want to challenge you to see yourself coming in with what is on your head the many hats we wear on our heads, the ones we use to protect us like helmets, the ones we wear to hide behind in shame. Feel the weight of it on your head. And just like the picture as a cap covers our head, realizing that so does shame us in our spirits before God so we in our mind's eye we come into the throne room we kneel down before you Lord and we trust in your word that says we will not be put to shame So in this sacred, safe place of your presence, the shadow of your wing, we take our hands and we put them up to our heads and we remove anything that blocks us from you. We take it off in your presence and we set it down. We kneel before you vulnerable but safe, uncovered but free, lighter, and loved all at the same time. I was reflecting that often shame shows up when something turns out differently than we would have hoped it had been. And similarly, we experience grief when something turns out differently than what we hoped for. So in this place of vulnerability, share with the king your grief. Share how you had hoped it would have been different. Not in shame. But just aware of that sadness. It's in this space that he can work to give us a great exchange. You'll remember that scripture promises us this. Morning for dancing. Beauty for ashes. So as we take a moment in this space, I would encourage you, if you're comfortable, picture yourself taking your hands once again and handing over that hat, your helmet, your hiding, your shame, your grief. Jesus, I hand this over to you. Would you please take it? And in that space, ask Jesus. Jesus, do you have anything for me in exchange? We're going to wait here for a moment so that you can ask him. I encourage you to turn to your mind's eye and invite the Holy Spirit just to share. Some of you may get a picture of something. And if you do, I encourage you to stay there. Think about what you've received. Remember it. Turn it over in your hands if you can hold it. Or look around if it's a place. If you didn't see anything, that's okay. You can keep asking. The, world, the word tells us to keep asking, to keep seeking. And if we do, we will receive. Because Jesus, we know that you have something so personal for each of us in all of these exchanges. You know just what each of us need. So we ask you to meet us here. No matter how simple of a picture we might receive or be waiting for, we know you have modeled for us the greatest exchange in creating a pathway for us all to receive life from death. And we read Hebrews twelve, two, that it was because of the joy awaiting you, that you endured the cross. And now for the part of that verse that should jump off the page for us, that he endured the cross disregarding its shame. I just can't imagine the public disgrace of standing naked and beaten and criminalized before the crowd. But it's with all that that Jesus disregarded its shame. It meant nothing to you. I looked up the word here, disregarded. And how it's used in the scripture is meaning more broadly to disesteem or think very little of or nothing of or even to despise. Jesus stood and despised the shame of that moment apart from it. So we don't have to either. And in this great exchange of the next verse, that now, that now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. It made me think of an iconic religious picture named the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Many of you know this picture and can pull it up in your mind right now. It's it's that radiant heart of Jesus, the one that's surrounded by a crown of thorns. As I prepared for our time today, I did so knowing that the day I would come to record this session would be the 19th day after Pentecost and is actually the very day of the Feast of the Sacred Heart as a part of the liturgical calendar of the Roman Catholic tradition although this may or may not be part of your religious tradition, it it was enough to make me pause that the symbol that was meant to mock and bring shame, the crown of thorns, is symbolically wrapped around his heart as a triumph to be remembered for our sake. So in this last portion of our prayer together, let us bring our attention to our own hearts, realizing the power of what Jesus disregarded, disallowed, disesteemed in shame, so that we don't wear a hat of shame ever. And we don't have a hat at all, no. We, in a great exchange, are given a real crown, an unfading crown of glory, first Peter promises. So Lord King, we thank you today for what you did on the cross. Any shame over our heads, we remove it with our hands. We remove from our heads the same shame of our brothers and our sisters and we pray over them. And we stand before you, vulnerable and safe. And in the great exchange that you modeled, we trust in our hearts that we are not put to shame, but instead given an unfading crown of glory And we see that. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross that you endured. For the joy set before you. And today, in your presence, we stand in joy with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I encourage you to stay in a place of prayer or come back to this place of prayer anytime that the stinging of the crown crowd needs to be muted by the sacred space before the king. See whatever is hanging over your head and use your hands to remove it and remember the heart of Jesus for you. If there was a meaningful exchange that you received today while in that sacred space, maybe share with a close friend or even take some time to simply journal about it. If you have any questions or you desire to follow up with me, my name is Dr. Adrian Rankin and I'm a member of the Living Wholehearted team as an executive coach and leadership consultant. You can meet, reach me through their website or at adrian@livingwholehearted.com. at Thank you so much, and God bless you.